and welcome to the Biblical Principles Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And we're going to be on the topic today of God's love, God's love. And it's an, it's an inexhaustible topic. Of course, it's demonstrated all throughout the Bible. But I want to try to pique your interest in a study on the thought of God's love and how much He loved us, but also to kind of look into His love for us just a little bit. Uh, the first thing I'd like to do is just define the word love. And I think the best definition that I could find for the word love was this. Love is an intense feeling of deep affection. Love, an intense feeling of deep affection. And to me, with my finite mind, that's probably the best way that I could describe the love that God has for us. He has a deep feeling of or he has an intense feeling of deep affection for us. When he looks our way, he looks our way in love. He looks our way in kindness. He looks our way with grace. Uh, When he looks upon us, there's mercy upon his face because of his love toward us. Let's find our place in the book of the Revelation, chapter 1. The book of the Revelation, chapter 1, in verse number 5. The Bible says, And from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. The first thing we notice about the love of God is that his love goes so far that he was willing to die for us, that he saw us in our sinful condition and realized that there was no way for us to pay our sin debt, So what he did was he came to the earth and he died on a cross. He shed his sinless blood for the sinner. And the sinner is able to enjoy the love of God because God first washed us from our sins in his own blood. He gave us an opportunity to love him only because he loved us first. The book of 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 19 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 19. The Bible says we love him because he first loved us. His love was toward us first. We were not after him, but he was pursuing us. It's, it's almost as if his love looked past all of our faults and failures, all of our shortcomings, and he said, I love that person just because of who they are. An intense feeling of deep affection is what he has toward us. It's love. It's not pity. It's not, it's not that he looks at us and he feels sorry for us. He looks at us and there is a feeling of deep affection. He loves us. He cares about us. He wants us to be a part of his life just like he wants to be a part of our life. And then as we look at the book of Ephesians chapter 2 in verse number 4, the book of Ephesians chapter 2 in verse number 4, The Bible says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. It's a great love he's got toward us. It's not a a good love. It's not an okay. It's a great love. He loves us all the way to the end. He loved us all the way to the top of the hill as he carried that cross. He had an intense feeling of deep affection, a great love toward us. It doesn't make any sense at all to me when I think about what I am and what I've done, and then I think about God and what He is and what He's done, why He would want anything at all to do with me. But 
The Bible says he has a great love toward us. His love is toward us. I wanted to give you a quote, and this quote is, it's not an original quote by me, but it's a quote by a man named F.B. Myers. And so I want to quote this for you today. This is what F.B. Myers said. He said that God should pity the world I understand, because when I walk down a hospital and see a sick child, I pity the child. But that God should love the world, the more I think about it, the more it's the more staggered I am. I want to read that through for you one more time. It's a quote by F.B. Myers. It says this, That God should pity the world I understand, because when I walk down a hospital and see a sick child, I pity the child. But that God should love the world, the more I think about it, the more staggered I am. What he was saying was as he thinks about the love of God, it literally knocks him off his feet because there's no reason for God to love us. There's no reason for God to care about us. We went contrary to his law. We went contrary to his way. We broke his holy commandments. And when he looks at us, there's a deep feeling of affection toward us, and it's intense for him. He, he yearns after us. He pursues us. He tries to woo us unto himself. You know, the Bible says that the goodness of God leadeth a man to repentance. And what that is, is God loves you even when you were wrong. God loves me even when I was wrong. He still met my needs. He still provided the things that I needed. Why? Because of his love for us. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 8 and if you want a good study on the, the love of God, I would recommend that you read Romans 5. There's, there's a lot in there. I, for time's sake, I wasn't going to try to expound that, but there's a lot in there about the love of God. But I just wanted to pull this one verse out, verse number 8, Romans 5. It says, But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That word commended mean he showed See, it would be one thing if God was to die for me as I am now after being saved for a length of time and desiring His will and reading His Word and praying to Him, attending His church and doing His work. But He said He commended His love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. See, Christ died for me when I was in my lowest state, when I was as far away from God as I could possibly be, Christ died for me. Why? Because God's got an intense feeling of deep affection toward me. He loves me, and He loves you. And you should never go around. The whole world can forsake you. The whole world, it, and it's possible that there's nobody in the whole world that even loves us. But God will always love us. And His love was demonstrated first and foremost when Christ died on the cross. 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 10. The book of 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 10. The Bible says, Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. You know what love is? It says, Herein is love, not that we loved God, not that we loved God. And we should, we should have from the beginning loved Him but that He loved us. And why did He love us? 
because he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That word propitiation is basically the act of appeasing a wrong. And he sent his son to do that, to bridge the gap to glory. And that's what love is. He laid down his life for you and for me because of that intense feeling of deep affection toward us. He wanted us to be a part of his life. The one who created the universe, the one who created the stars, the one who makes the sunshine, the one who makes the trees grow, the one who brings the sea in and pushes the sea back out, had a desire that us, as small as we are, would be a part of his life. And he was willing to pay an ultimate price for us. That is love. That is love. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 37. The book of Romans chapter 8 in verse number 37. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. So what does his love allow us to do? It allows us to conquer. It allows us to, to get victory in our lives because of his love toward us. He gives us victory. He allows us to overcome things that once held us back. He allows us to overcome things that once defeated us. Why? Because we're conquerors through him that loved us. He loved us. He loved us so much he died for us. But then after he died for us and after we realized that we wanted to be a part of his life and he wanted us to be a part of our life, and we realized that our sins had separated us from God. And so we ask, we ask God to forgive us of our sins by the blood of Christ. Then God forgave our sins, cleansed us, and then allowed us to conquer things that used to destroy us. Nay, in all these things, we're more than conquerors. You can conquer the things that hold you back in your life just very simply by loving God and Him loving you. Why? Because He gives you that ability to conquer. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse number 5. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse number 5. And the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patient waiting for Christ. Do you know what God wants us to do? Love Him with all our heart. Take the things of this world and put them aside and be willing to give Him everything. Be willing to make Him our all. Do you realize He has an intense feeling of deep affection for us? But do you know what He wants? The Bible says the Lord direct your hearts. He wants your hearts directed into the love of God. He wants for us to have an intense feeling of deep affection for Him. He wants us to desire Him as much as He desires us. He wants us to show our love to Him as much as He showed His love to us. And He wants our love to be produced from our heart, not from our mouth, but from our heart, from our actions and our motives. Jude chapter, I'm sorry, Jude verse 21, the book of Jude verse 21. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. We as Christians better keep ourselves in the love of God because what happens a lot of times is we get cold and we get indifferent 
And the first thing that goes in our relationship is God. And what happens is we get cold toward the love of God. We, we think that God has done us wrong, or we get, a, a lot of Christians have done this. A lot of Christians have got bitter with God because things didn't work out like they thought like they thought they should. Jude encourages us here to keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourself encouraged. Don't let anything get between you and God. Don't let the devil drive a wedge between you and God, but keep yourselves in the love of God. And how do you do that? By constantly realizing that he loves you and he wants the best for you. And although sometimes things might not work out here on earth, I'm still going to go to heaven skip down the streets of gold and stand on the sunny banks of deliverance one day because of what Christ did for me. God loved me so much. If you look at the end of the verse there, 21, it says this, unto eternal life. God loved me so much, he gave me eternal life. And for all of eternity, I'm, I'm going to be around the one who has an intense feeling of deep affection for me. And then our last verse for this podcast for this evening is going to be this, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 16. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse number 16. The Bible says this, Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. That word consolation there in 2 Thessalonians 2.16 means comfort. That love will comfort us when we're at our lowest ebb, when it feels like everybody else has forsaken us. There's still a God in heaven who has an intense feeling of deep affection for us. And he desires, he desires the best for us. But when things don't go our way sometimes, we need to realize that there's still a God which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation or comfort for the journey here below. He said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. His love will always remain with you. It's an intense feeling of deep affection between you and God. And his love toward you is great. And he wants our love toward him to be great as well. I want to thank you again for joining us today. And um, if you've got any questions, comments, or concerns, you can get a hold of us here at biblicalprinciples at juno.com. That's all lowercase letters, biblicalprinciples at juno.com. Thank you, and have a wonderful evening.